it's gonna look. All right, here we go. Oh, my daughter, of course, right? Hey, what up, y'all? Okay, we are live. One moment, though, hold up. Yes, daughter, yes. Say what? Um, the one that's, uh, uh, hold on. Hey, everybody, what's up? We are live with Fat Jack in Las Vegas. We're going to put on some music and we're going to start with music. This Fat Jack hookup. I was really bugging off that Pigeon John that I hadn't heard that in a long time. I know I'm spelling it wrong, but it's still going to come up. Just the one that's the credit union one, okay? One that says credit union, what? 2K, I cannot do this right now. You raised out in Inglewood. I always get checked by the virus in my neighborhood. They take my milk money, but couldn't touch my soul. And now I'm here to collect. Boy, get ready, set, cool. In a minute, I'ma get up in it. Throw your hands up, wave from side to side. In a minute, I'ma eat my spinach. Your windows down, press the gas and go. In a minute, I'ma recollect. Don't look now, Papa is at your door. In a minute, now. You created a monster mash in me Cause I'm not friendly, look what you sent me No love, you hate, trying to bend me Then trying to send me up to creep gently But I'm Moses, they That is nuts What up, y'all? We are live with Fat Jack We're doing this What's up, All right, all right, so so as you all know, the legendary Fat Jack is here with us right now. And I'm happy to hear and see there's already people talking about uh, what's West Coast Underground legend. That's right. <laughs> what's up, Mario? <laughs> he used to drive the, um, the source truck back in the 90s. I don't oh, know okay. if you remember all that. Okay. All right. So LA Sound Control Mob in the house. Yeah. Shout out DJ Slip. Yeah. Shout out MC8. Compton's Most Wanted. Have you talked to Slip? Yeah, we talk. He lives in Germany right now. Are well, no, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. Germany. I don't know why I was thinking of that. He's actually in in Africa right now. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. And um, he works on the oil rigs out there. And does uh, he's like the the guy that, that controls the robotic arms that repair That's incredible. stuff on the sea. He's got a heavy duty job. He's a super smart dude. You know. Wow. You know, when what? Uh, That's incredible. He went from. Well, he, DJing and producing well he, and... he went to school. To, he went to uh, San Diego State for three years. Wow. Dropped out just to do music with us. And when music like kind of came to a kind of slow uh, through years of making a lot of stuff with CMW and everything, um, the music business kind of changed. And uh, he always, so he went back to school. And uh, then he also took an electronics class which he was always doing electronics. Um, wow. And he's, and I'm, I'm, I'm fasting forward this, this real fast. He basically went into, started um, those competitions where they do the robots that fight. And he uh, built a robot and a company got at him and asked him if he wanted a job. And uh, he'd been doing this, I guess, 
this is he got about 15 years now. He's Do you like hear a, he's, this? He's like a super, super heavy, like super. So he would have been a STEM student nowadays <laughs> or STEAM. Y'all yeah. know about STEAM, science, technology. He's a, he's a heavy engineer, electronic engineer, repairs robots. You know. Wow, my son is into that. Yeah. He's really into STEM. We do it with the Legos. With the yeah. we make Legos move. We're part of the Junior Lego League. We win almost every year. Um. So, all right, for those who jump, well, yeah, everybody knows who you are. Let's stop it. All right. So, I want to just give you your much love and respect thank and you, honor. Thank you, thank you. Listen, y'all. When I used to come visiting everybody back in the '90s, I literally would ride buses to go visit different crews of people. I go visit uh, the 2000 Crows folks or the uh, Satch people. I forget. Yeah. And so I used to go visit Fat Jack and DK Toon, shout out, and uh, Abstract Rude when they were like roommates. You know what I mean? And every time I would come through, they'd always teach me something new. Like they'd always put on something, some type of documentary. I remember going and I learned so much about Bob Marley. You know what I'm saying? Or just music stuff. I always. Yes, always just introduced me to different types of music. So I just I just wanted to say thank you and what's up. Y'all yeah. know how we do around here. It's not anything super just scripted out per se. Of course, I have notes, but it's always about just the interactions and connections and y'all to see the people up front. Yes, yes, yes. Mass dog. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen DK or? Um, yeah, we run it. I run it from time to time. Um, he has a restaurant with a, with a relative in it. Yeah, with, a, with a, a burger stand, but it's it's a higher upper level. The way they cook is real special. What? Yeah. Is this uh, where is this West this LA? Is, uh, this yeah, so now like uh, by Central Central and uh, Central Twenty Eight. Y'all go 20. check that out. What's yeah. what's the name? Um, that, that I, I right off the top of my head, I'll, I'll give what? it to you. Maybe you can post it and everything. I wow. just don't the name of it right now. All these gifts but, and skills of yeah, all these people. Yes, he's doing well. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, what about Ice Move Seven? You Ice Move Seven is he lives with his mother. Uh, I don't see him much these days. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I don't think he's in the music business anymore, but he, mm -hmm. he still lives with his mom. You know, the story is, Fat Jack, I don't know if you remember this. This is how I kind of met you. I met Ice Move Seven. Yeah. first and i was at the good life shout out back in 93 yeah. and um i told him i wanted to get into blending poetry and music together yeah. and he yeah. introduced me to you yeah. and slip and yeah. your brother my brother John. yes yeah. and uh a bunch of other artists but i did have the opportunity fat jack yeah. actually put me on my first recorded poetry song yeah. back in like 93 94 that's pretty incredible yes fat jack has She's helped me also years, throughout yeah. the years y'all one time i had a deal with boys to men y'all mm -hmm. and uh it's just a bunch man i remember you just you just always been so helpful and i really give thanks Thank you know you i really know. appreciate you you. our little family or our circle a lot of people our don't know that circle, though yeah. i don't think they really yeah. know we have the sisters that's that's down really with the brothers that we all had a musical you know family I used to go to Fat Jacks when he had little, little babies crawling yeah. around. That's now, how now they got babies. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, they used to. I remember little, I can't remember the baby. You remember? Gino? Gino, yeah, yeah. Gino. He used to crawl around. Two kids. <laughs> That's wild. I've seen. Was, you, you remember my nephew first born? Yes. He's a lawyer now. Yeah, I see. Age. I catch yeah. up with everybody, yeah. all the family. The Clark family has been so just welcoming to me throughout the years. Y'all reach out to me, and I thank yeah. you for that. Quite a bunch of your family has always right. kept in touch that's with right. me. That's, that's really right. dope. 
Um, I have LA style control mob story. I remember mm. back in 95, there was this big function. It was mm. off of Wilcox mm. and somewhere. I, I don't remember, but it was just every rapper you could possibly imagine. AWOL one, I remember that's where I met him. And we all got on the mic. We all performed that night. And I did, Dear Robert. I don't yeah. know if y'all anybody yeah, remember. Yeah, that was when we was, uh, <laughs> we was inviting artists to come down and show their, their talent. Uh, we, were gonna, we were trying to start a label back then. Yeah, that all, that that's all fell right. apart after the riots. We got our little funding and everything kind of what? Fell, fell through. We had a record company and everything in the studio in Hollywood and Vine. My brother. Wow. Yeah. That's how I kind of met the rest of your family was mm -hmm. through that. Through that. I that's I remember Ganja K, man. Yeah. I was so nervous right before I got on the mic. He passed me a blunt. I, I gotta tell it. He passed me a blunt. He was like, hit this. Yeah, and I was like, stuff is always cheap. I must have, I probably Super talked dang. it twice. I couldn't remember half my lines online. <laughs> Real dang, that's funny, dang. Shout out, rest in peace, Kanji K. Um, let's see, let's see. Abstract, when's the last time you done some? Well, I mean, we we spent a lot of years doing music together. Yeah. You know, people, people eventually grow apart in, in, in just different circles and stuff. And he's yeah. exploring his, his avenues of things that people he come in contact with. Me, I've always been, the nest of the where well, I got artists coming around me, you know, and some leave the hive and some that's stay. true. And uh, you know, and, and it's just just people grow into just different interests and stuff. And For sure. Maybe one day we'll make something again. Definitely. Yeah. I definitely talked to Ab. Mm -hmm. Shout out Abstract. There's a track, I don't know when this recorded, but the title was Are You Online? I think it was a 90s track with you and the Alien Nation crew. Did you remember? Yeah, yeah. Um thanks, that's, Pascal. That's that's when uh they, aliens were signed to Polis Records, and I went to New York. I had a, 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 a I had a deal too with them with Polis Records. Damn, um, what years is this? This is '93. I left and went to. I was living with Supernatural in New York. Wow. Okay, and, so uh, that's how. Okay. And, uh, I, this is right before I had Little Jimmy, my first song. Son. Shout and, out, um, Little Jimmy. That was the only reason I came back to LA because I had a new baby, so I had to come back here. And then the record company fell apart while I was here. That kind of so I went away, and the other avenues came in. Wow! Yeah, but I had a deal with Palace with, and then, so anyway, Alienation was the main group of that. We was doing an album out there, and we were working in Jimi Hendrix Studio, Electric Lady. Wow! Yeah. That's incredible. I bet yeah. the sound coming out of there was nuts. It was, it was the most incredible studio I've ever been in, and to this day, is people die to get in that studio today. This you know, man is so humble. I'm telling you, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of the heads that are out here asking questions already know your your discography but for those who don't know it used to be you know all of the, the people we acknowledge today as part of the west coast hip-hop scene fat jack was at the base of that as well like what dj Pooh, right hey, dj Pooh started in my garage mm -hmm. on the turn tables and um we all was part from from a little family of dj crews all of us and Sir Jinx was part of that. Jeez, Sir yeah. Jinx was at my house and we were battling it. And I was like, I was cutting it up. And then he's like, my cousin to beat you, my cousin to beat you. And he, he brings Dre to my house and we're going to battle. Dr. Dre? Yeah, Dre comes over and she said, you want to battle? And But I, I didn't have 1,200, so I had a Kai turntables. And Dre was like, I don't mix on, I only mix on 12s. You got to come to eat after dark and we'll battle. Short, long story <laughs> after that, because me and him is cool, we're not like, like assholes. We became friends and we wound up DJing at Skateland together and stuff like that. We have a little history. I know. Uh, I heard yeah. you mention Skateland in another yeah. interview. Skateland we did the, we did was the, music, the spot. We did the music uh, 
speaker setup and uh, amps and stuff for for um for the wrecking crew. Did you and, did um, you meet Coolio back then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way back, all those guys. We always around. Candy, so y'all always Man, like all junior high, always high around. school. No, no, no. We was all out, out of school. Out of school. This College. is eighty four, eighty five. Oh. Um, let me see. Eighty four. I'm terrible with dates, but I, I think <laughs> I was out of high school. Yeah, I was out of high school. I got out in eighty three. Okay. So okay. this is eighty four, eighty five. We was on Skate Land and and, uh, and uh, Sherman Oaks uh, Square, the skating ring system. But okay. well, Dre. At one time, uh, something happened with the record crew when they came back from from London. His records got caught up in customs or something like that. So Alonzo uh, sent him to my house to get my records for him to use mine to DJ. It's because our crates were similar. I used to get my records from Steve Yano, Rodium Swami, so did Dre. Wow, and the record, I ain't heard and that the, name in a long time. And the record pool, the record pool <laughs> in Crenshaw. So he knew my doubles were similar to theirs, so it worked out. He came to pick me up at an RX-7. Little burgundy rx7 <laughs> and I, I remember then i didn't make beats then i just dj and he used to just he'd be playing his beats on from the juno keyboard or whatever you know the computer beats on the on the on the, on the car and i was just listening like oh how you make that like i could never even understand how he made it because i was i wasn't in the producing then i was just dj and <laughs> yeah. scratching that's all i cared about collecting records but way back then dre was on production of course he came out with surgery you know, right after that, and then things that do cabbage patch and a whole mm. bunch of other things, and it grew and grew and grew. And grew NWA and so on and so on. And Uncle yeah. Jam's Army and all of that. Roger Clayton just... and the, that's the, they used to hire us to do the um, lunch dances at all the um, high schools and stuff. Dope. And, uh, and uh, either Egyptian lover will come or Bobcat, and then they had a few. These men pool became the newest uh, hot DJ out of them. Of that crew, you know, and Vince, he was now he had a crew, Uncle Jam's Army, you know, that was, and I think, uh, I think Battle Cat was young back, younger back then, but I think he started coming up around through the record food mm-hmm. scene part that, that after Dre and him left. But, um, yeah, you know, we all come from that family. That That's circle. deep. That's deep mm-hmm. because, uh, I, I wish I would have had all this knowledge back mm-hmm. then when I was around Battle Cat and you and everybody. Mm-hmm. I was just friends with uh like d don and uh Trinell, shout out those are his like cousins and yeah. i used to just come to the they used to have these big old block parties yeah and he'd be all of y'all man i i just didn't know i just i didn't but it's all good i'm glad everybody's still around to mm-hmm. tell their stories and stuff uh let's see you know i also wanted to mention this everybody Back in like the early mid nineties, LA Sound Control Mob used to distribute their music all through the South. Yeah. yeah. Then, and, that's because we did the electronic music. Spacey Slip, I was more a student then because when it switched from DJing to making beats, Slip was head, headlining in that. And he came up learning from DJ Unknown mm-hmm. and Lonzo. Um, and he mainly unknown by his side, this knowledge in him and stuff. And then he, his natural talent just blew up in that electronic where they did the X-Men series of beats just like Planet Rock type stuff. Yeah. And, but, then, and then shortly after that, then they they started going more like New York style hip hop, blue West Coast mixed with it. And then the, the birth of CMW and all that, you know. Compton's most wanted, yeah. y'all. MC8, yeah. chill. And when they would be on tour, I would be at Slip's house learning my craft. Working on the, on this because he had more equipment than me at that time. Then I started getting minds up at after the good life and Project Load. I started getting little record deal stuff going, and I started getting my equipment up. And then the difference between me and Slip is Slip was gangster and funky. I was jazzy, but I still had the gangster underneath it. 
the drums. Definitely. So I had a little elements of what I learned from him, and I just put jazz over top more so than than uh, you know the funky sample or funk samples, you know. Mm -hmm. But I did it all too because I did that too because to me all that is skating music. We used to skate at Rosecrans. <laughs> That's right. That's, I come from that funk. Yeah. You know? No, I had big cousins, so even though I'm a little younger than y'all, my big cousins used to take me. I'm from Chicago, and we were more into the house scene in yeah, Chicago. But we, I moved. Yes, yes, I'm into that. That's that's still kind of my foundation of certain certain elements of my music. The church, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Church of God in Christ is real heavy in Chicago. Yeah, and then they blend it with like the house. Then I have a whole bunch of recordings from my house music from the '80s, and and it's a lot of. Sounds like church, but yeah. the music is crazy. It's really amazing yeah. how they blend like church music mixed in with mm -hmm. disco. Yeah, it's kind of basically yeah. it. And then you do like African dance to it. It's really wild. It sounds like Afrobeat. Yeah. He says, "Bro, why getting the track Fruit Don't Fall from Micah so long to release?" By the way, it's my favorite song. Well, well, I'm gonna tell you one of my favorites too. Um, that. That came through a publishing deal that Micah had with VMI. Mm -hmm. And when we were working on that album, that studio, I think that that studio fell apart, whatever, how the, the company was moving and they moved all the reels and everything. And we, we don't know where the reels are to this what? day and never got a chance to mix that stuff. We Everything everybody ever heard come from a dat or a cassette that we had. I think Mike had, because I had to go back in the studio and we were about to start mixing the stuff we recorded. Those reels disappeared off the face of the earth. That's bananas. Of, so they moved studio and nobody, nothing was organized. Somebody right? got that. You know somebody I mean, it's a got bunch that. of artists. You got this BMI studio. This is up and up and up. This was up at uh, Universal Studios. Uh, I studio remember that. I, I've dropped y'all off before. <laughs> yeah, that. that <laughs> I've dropped y'all off there before. I've so also... that's, that's why the record never came out. And the only Damn. recordings on YouTube come from a cassette or something. Wow. I have the instrumentals on a drum machine, but Mike would have to recreate them again. And Mike doesn't do anything twice like the same. <laughs> you read the first one. What's recording is that's what you got. And he can re-perform it, but he's going to add something different to even the performance because he doesn't repeat things, you know. And so that recording has been done, it's gone. It's, and it's some beautiful shit that never Die. got put out right, you know. I just realized I haven't listened to that song in a long time. Yeah, some of my favorite Don't fall too stuff. far from the tree. All that stuff. That's the joint right there. How did you meet the Freestyle Fellowship? How did you um, meet those cats? When I moved back to L.A., I was living in Azusa. Then when we had our studio in Hollywood and Vine, I was living in Inglewood. And um, and Abstract and Zulu took me to the good life. Okay. And so did Minister Too Bad, who who came with me from Azusa too. He already was going there because he knew Michael. He called a microphone Mike at the time. So they became everybody kept talking about a good life. You gotta come to the good life, you gotta come to the good life. Um I went to the African marketplace with Ab and Zulu and we ran into Micah. And Ab was saying this is producers, Fat Jack, blah blah. And Micah's like, Oh, we already got plenty of producers, we good. <laughs> and, then, and then but we met back up. At the good life later, when I started playing my beats along, when you get your beats to fish and mm -hmm. play, then he started respecting, like, oh, they want to know more about what's up. But my story with AC, I knew AC 10 years before the good life. He came to my house, my interview with my brother. We put an ad in the paper looking for oh, rappers. Wow. He Dang. showed up in hard time. What was he like, 12? He was straight, he was still in high school. Hmm. He came to my house. He was still AC alone. This is before they performed Freestyle Fellowship. And he came to my house and auditioned. 
but we have equipment in the back and we want to show nobody here when they get robbed. So we didn't show the artist equipment unless they moved me down. He thought we was lying about having the stuff, so he never came back. Oh ran into him at the good lock when Ab tried to introduce me to him. And he looked at me, I said, He said, I know you. He said, You fat jazz is AC. <laughs> I saw my brother said, That's AC Law. It's the kid that came to my house about 10 years ago. <laughs> and he was like, So he's oh, you from the fellowship. Okay, yeah. And I told Ab, I know this dude right here. He That's used, funny. you know, so that we have a crazy we talk about that from time to time. That's but, funny. Shout out everybody, yeah. <laughs> shout out AC and Ab and all of y'all. Well, we got became friends like at the good life though. He right. said, okay, Pascal, did you one day, will you one day put out in Bandcamp the Fruit Don't Fall instrumental that will be bananas? I'll probably do that. Just you speaking it up right now, I would have to bring it up and then touch it up on folks. Shout Thank out, Pascal. Thank you for yeah. anybody else out there. Y'all, this think is about it. that, but I do have it on, on, on my 3,000 NPC, yeah. That would be really yeah. dope. That'd be very uh, ex exclusive. You know, it's one of the older drum machines I don't really mess with no more. But I have all the files and hard drives. Do you need to upload them and put them online? No, no, no. I know. I mean, I I can I put them out the way I put my other stuff out. You know, um, I put everything out through Alpha Pub Records. Oh, shout records. out Alpha Pub. Yeah. Well, I got instrumental albums out right now. Oh, right on. You know, one is called Virgo. Another one is called With That's These right. Hands. With These Hands. You know, Alpha Pump. You got all streaming sources or buying music that's on there. He said, well, I'm I'm excited. All right. Thank you, Pascal. That is true, Fat Jack. Um, I did actually use a Virgo promo. Mm -hmm. That picture is hard. Thank you. That's 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 the album from a couple years ago. Oh, now. yeah. It's a new one out now called With These Hands. With These Hands. Go check that out, y'all. With These Hands. Woo. Oh, we're both Virgos, by the way. That's true. So. Yes. You know, that's true. I remember that. You know, it's perfection <laughs> right here. It's cracking <laughs> with humility. One of the most humble people I ever met in the music game. Let's see. Ooh, Alonzo Wrecking Crew. Let's see. Oh, yeah. There was this clip I saw that you mentioned volume 10 in regard to, I think it was like some type of styling or something. I think, oh, yeah, that's the story I was, that's the that's that amazing story that I've heard throughout the years, and you actually talked about in an interview with the Wu-Tang. Okay, well, now RK told me that story. Oh, okay. He was on tour with him. Okay. And um, Oh, Dino actually told me this yeah, story. Yeah, <laughs> so they, they were somewhere where it's real cold or somewhere. It was just somewhere they was at. And um, on stage, RK used to go smoke blunts with them. Dino didn't really kick it with him like that. He would stand off, you know, yeah. but Arcade would get, what's up with y'all niggas doing? You know, he gonna, he gonna get in their business and got to know him a little bit. And they were tripping off 10 style. They was yeah. tripping off. Now, now, um, old Dirty, he was like he was where we hear him recorded, but he came to the West Coast and it's like, damn, who is this dude? He kind of wild like me. You know, I know that that's what went through with his head. If they hear each other, they had to trip off each yeah, other. Yeah, they did. Kind of, yeah. told me they did trip <laughs> off each other. Like, yeah. yo, this dude, yeah, yeah. They, you know, and. That would have been they, a stupid song if they, they ever would have just done a song other, together. And, and I think they inspired each other to keep going. Yeah, that. I think just so. Actually, I think you're right about you know, that. Shout out. with you, because they're the two that's similar in the, in the, in the history. Yeah, the history, yeah. And you know, I, I hung out with ODB for mm -hmm. a little half a moment uh, back at, we were at the Gabin. Mm -hmm. Coolio, mm -hmm. King T, uh, Paul Stewart. I was there. Me. I was out there. I flew, they took me. It was yeah. me, uh, yeah. Coolio, Paul Stewart. I remember when you was with him. Um, Razzcast. Yeah. We all flew down together. Yeah. I was down there with and Regina, we, yeah. Regina King and, and mm -hmm. uh, Ab and all that. I bumped together. into y'all. Yeah. <laughs> we hung out. Yeah. 
and uh uh old dirty bastard so mm -hmm. we was okay there was this club everybody went to and he was there mm -hmm. and i was just standing dancing on the dance floor by myself or whatever and then all of a sudden he was like standing dancing like copying my moves i don't know we got to talking he took me back with him and I met all of them, Method yeah, Man, yeah. You God, all of this. And I was just listening to their conversation. I was just yeah. like a bug on the wall. And I was really impressed with their yeah. intellect. Yeah. Uh, and then when it was time for them to perform, they got on and I was standing on stage and you could see Coolio and all them like, get your ass off the stage. And like, get, get your ass off the stage. So I got off the stage, but um, that was a heck of an experience. Yeah. And then seeing year, a couple years later in 97, actually, uh, ODB was in front of the House of Blues. Yeah. And me and homegirl Erica, he looked so, he was dirty yeah. and not taken care of. He had like braids that needed to be rebraided. That was part of his image. I, I mean, I guess, yeah. but I, I almost was going to grab him up and push him in my car and take him to my girl's mm -hmm. D house so she could rebraid his hair and we could give him a bath. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. I really wanted to do that. But I'm glad I didn't. And you know, he had like a $20,000 check in his pocket. He was yeah. just like, hey, you know where I could cash this? And I told him about a check, the 24-hour check cashing. I don't know. If it, Hollywood people know there's a 24-hour uh, check cashing place that used to be the only one open on Vine and uh, like Hollywood Boulevard. Cause a lot of, store? no, it was a real check cashing oh, place. And only like a lot of artist types would have yeah. checks like that and they'd go cash them yeah, like they, three you know, in the morning. liquor stores that cash checks. I think a lot of them deal with people like that. Yeah, they did too. But I'm just glad I didn't get caught up because I think some chicks actually did get caught up and they got kidnapping charges for old dirty bastard. They probably wanted to give them a bath too. But anyway. Uh, rest in peace, uh, ODB. Uh, let's see what else. What else do I want to ask you? Okay, so yeah, you brought out Virgo. You about to be traveling on that? What's going no, on? No, no, because you know I'm, I'm working at the airport these days. I'm I'm 57 years that old. That don't mean nothing. Meaning, oh, what Rolling Stone? There's more to that story. I have to build my social security so I get ready to retire to have my income coming in right. I can't just do hip hop all the way through and just music money just stop because yeah, the yeah. money comes and goes in hip-hop i lived 30 years off hip-hop and, and i did my time i'm still here still doing still got a studio still doing music Your but it's it still my, incredible it's not my everyday thing now like it was when i was younger you know that that was my that's how i ate and, and raised my kids on hip-hop but in the age i am now i'm married again shout I'm out working, wait, wait, wait. And i'm working and we build it working to build for us to have a comfortable retirement I'll be retiring it in four years. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, between me and my wife, we'll be straight. You know, Isn't that deep? Y'all, that's deep how they do us <laughs> in hip hop, straight up. You got to have yeah. a different I bread still get royalties for certain things, but it's just, I mean, it ain't enough to do it no, without working, not. you know, without a job. That's you true. Know? I've heard that from pretty much every artist yeah. that I've interviewed. But I put in 30 years of hip hop without it and I'm just touring, DJing, and selling beats in studio sessions. Did that for 30 years. That's super responsible yeah. sounding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get it. was it. in my late 40s when I had to kind of change over into the metrics. I know? hear that. Yeah. I hear that. Has that changed on your creativity or has it just changed your uh, amount of time with it? You've mastered it um, at this point. Well, well, before this music, I was an orchid man when I first left my parents' house at 18, 19. And, had a, and I was married, young, and I had a real job. So I knew about clocking in and clocking out and 
I knew about that, even though for that years I went by in hip hop, when it was time to get back into the work world, I knew the game. I knew how to communicate with work. Normal people they ain't talking about no music. It's about just what we doing out here. And I got a dope job. I work at the airport, aircraft fueler and uh, ground equipment fueler. I don't. I drive a truck and, and sell fuel. It ain't nothing. <laughs> you know, I don't lift nothing. It's just time That's consuming. Dope. That's dope. <laughs> I ain't doing yeah, that. But that. yeah, it takes away from my, my but I, I think about shit all day in my truck. And then when I get home, I execute it. And on my days off, I make beats. That's and dope. And, uh, That's dope. I'm trying to find the balance. I'm working, yeah. you know, teaching. It's hard. I miss it. Sometimes I cry to her, can I retire now so I can do music? She ain't giving up that much. Look, y'all out there, anybody, <laughs> when y'all hear this, because we got a big following in Germany and Everywhere, Egypt Japan, and India. Everywhere. I'm talking about this podcast. Oh, okay. Big, big following. We're working on it. Uh-huh. Um, Russia. Y'all hear this, man? This is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. We need all these amazing historical West Coast legends out there working, even if it's online. Like, you know, we can set up a little something and do an online little something-something. You know what I'm saying? Let's make that happen. Um, Does anyone have any questions out there? You guys have any questions for Fat Jack out here? Right live and direct. I see you wearing Mm -hmm. a tribe shirt. R.I.P. True Goy. Same birthday. Yeah. Yeah, same birthday as me. Right. September twenty-first. That's crazy. Changed my life too. Yeah. I had a chance to work with them as well, y'all. I worked with um De La Soul and Redman on a video called Ooh. Yeah. I'm in that video. Um let me see. Is there any more questions? I think that's about it. That's it. That's pretty much it, unless you guys have questions. I didn't want to hold them up too long. I do long podcasts for those of us who have been somnium and be up all night or, you know, when you drive and go to bed or, you know, when you have nothing else to do. But for this one, I really want you guys to just, you know, see the man in action, see what he's talking about, support his art. Go check out Fat Jack's music. He's on all platforms. Apple Pop Records. That's right. And um, I didn't want to make this a super long one because I want y'all to really like listen to this and, you know. Listen to it all the way through and stuff. So that's it. Uh, did you have any last words or anything? No, just good. It's good to, to see you doing your thing and involving in different things in, in this movement of the world we live in. Right on. You know, you was an MC. You your school teacher. I is. I'm a mommy now. too. I'm a mom. Yeah, mom. You know, he's known me since before I even thought about having children. He's known me forever. I was Cal State Long Beach. Frequency Planet TV says world respects to one of the West Coast beat pioneers. That is so true. You know, that's you know what? Peace and blessings, big up by Mighty Mike. That's right. Um, wow, man, that just touched me when when you said that. Um, frequency because you know what really pushes this podcast is is. You know, I did do one of Coolio's last interviews oh, wow. and um, we were supposed to connect. We were supposed yeah. to get together like this. And we did the first interview and then we didn't get to doing the last one. And um, I'm inspired to keep it most pushing yeah. and interview yeah. all the homies just so we can, you know, have documentation, mm-hmm. just another documentation, but another documentation of where we are and who we are today yeah. for those of us who remember or don't even, but need to remember a lot of these artists from the West. Also, man, I really can't wait to 
have everybody really understand how much of it. The East Coast is part of the, of course, bigger foundations of hip hop, but the West Coast artists have absolutely had such an influence on the rest of the artists around the country and around the world. The world knows that, they know. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, you know, know, like I always say, I didn't understand how much Biggie really studied King T to listen to old King T. And I was like, I thought it was Biggie. Well, he, he mentioned it, but he then did. took people to go back to listen to King T and go, oh shit. That is Biggie. Yeah, you know I'm saying. And you know, you'd be surprised what cassette somebody had in a Walkman. Biggie said that. <laughs> Biggie actually said he was majorly influenced by King T. Shout out King T. But not just King T. You know, people always have that one about Bone, right? Yeah. Bone being influenced yeah. and about all of the South rappers. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. I'm, a, I'm sorry, I'm mean to hold you up, Fat Jack, but I had to mention this. Mm -hmm. So when L.A. Sound Control Mob was sending out them tapes down south, I specifically remember a lot of the people that was rapping on those type those tapes was doing the blah 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 stuff. And then what they were on the Project Blow stuff. The Project Blow. That's I'm telling you, the South studied the Project Blow sector two one three one zero. Still to this day, people straight up. That's true. When after Coolio passed, I had people hit me up from Poland yeah. that were super dope. Oh my God. But um, I just, man, the, the, just the influence that the West has actually had on the East and the Chicago and the South hasn't been recognized enough to me. So thank you for this honor, honor, honor. Family, just like family anyway. But thank you, you know, and let's see. Uh, big ups to you as well, Queen T. Also bringing fire interviews. Oh, thank you. I give thanks to all the homies that are giving me interviews at this point. I'm also bringing a new album. Okay. Quit playing. I'm bringing an album. Maybe I'll get Fat Jack to put a track on that. Definitely. That'd be dope. That would be dope. Like, look, plug, plug. Social plug. All right. But um, thank you all. Thank you for watching the Time & Co. show. Um, we'll be doing this again next week with another wonderful surprise guest. You never know who's tuning in. All right. Well, have a good night. Peace.